a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tansen, Jess, and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.15, The Gift of Insight, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. When you love someone, you've got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the key to everything that's yours. Otherwise, what's the point? And for a while, I believe that's the kind of love I had. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 21. Dresden is in shock at the revelation of Thomas being his brother and will not believe him. Thomas gives Harry more information on the Wraith family and why Thomas wants to protect Inari, also sharing Margaret Le Fay's involvement with their family. Dresden insists on proof by sharing a soul gaze with Thomas, in which he is met with the truth from his very own mother. Harry believes Thomas and offers to continue to help his brother with saving Arturo. This is the kind of silence that I would expect from this moment. Just, I would be reacting the same way, just like, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Shook. He is shooketh. Extreme shooketh. And again, we come through this whole book with Murphy bringing up family and being like, you don't understand. And Harry being like, I've never had a family. I don't understand. And if it was up to me, if I was able to just talk to my mom, I would just this. And so it primed us, you know, for all the sad mom feelings that Harry's had this whole book to give suddenly like, put a brother out there. Right, that's true. Your mother had another (laughs) child besides you. Wait, what? No, no, she didn't. So yes, this is quite the emotional gut punch like... (laughs) It's fair enough that Harry's like, nah, prove it, bitch. What the fuck? Speaking of punches, he totally punches Thomas in the face. Again. Again. Thomas is, you know, from that promise to, like, punch him in the face, he's now, like, done it, like, three, four times. Like, he's, like, really? (laughs) No, Thomas just stopped being such a dick. (laughs) Exponential. Yeah. But, yeah, Harry gets all, like, I do get it because it is a lot and it's a fucking weird situation, especially after. But he doesn't even just take a moment to be like, what? Like, he's pissed. Like, don't you, like, 
you know, again, he feels like it's some kind of ploy, some kind of manipulation. He's like, don't fucking steal my mother from me. Don't fucking use that. Like, it's fair. Bitch, not funny. Not funny. Well, yeah. and entities have tried to do that in the past to, to get under his skin. So it wouldn't. I used to know it your wouldn't mother. wouldn't be first time. Well, the fallen it, have done that. Lots of vampires have done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. This isn't just like, oh, I knew her. Oh, I can give you some information. This was like, oh, yeah, she don't remind you. And Harry is just not down for it. He's like. You can fucking do a lot of shit to me, but this is, like, off limits. This is so out of line. This is not. I mean, siblings that are raised together fight over their parents, so. (laughs) (laughs) Mom loves me best. Yeah, it is a dramatic moment. And then they do typical. This right here should have sealed it for him. He punches him, and then Thomas kicks his legs out, and then they do the whole little scuffle. scuffle on the, it's like, dude, if this isn't say you guys are brothers, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Soul gay, schmool gay. I think like, that was, like, just prime right there. You should have been like, holy shit, we are. <laughs> I do like that Thomas is like, this is why I've been helping you this whole time. I've always known that we're brothers. It's like, how was I ever supposed to prove it to you? Yeah, but- I knew. I've been trying to find a time. And Harry's like, mm, kind of. He's like, I... You know, again, figures like you're just saving up for something like you just wanted something out of me. But it is interesting, though, because Margaret Le Fay being pregnant with Dresden was a big deal. Everybody knew about that. Everyone was aware of that pregnancy and that she was going to give birth to Dresden. And everyone was aware of Dresden when he was born. And as we'll come to find out in later books, too, like he was very much on the wizard radar the whole time. Right. People know about him. And obviously his godmother is Leah. And so the fairies were obviously aware of his being alive. Yeah. But Thomas is, yeah, seemingly just, you know, under the radar. Nobody knows about this other random son she had first. But yeah, I do I do get that, though, in the sense that she did drop in and out. This is part of, like, her infamy and stuff like that, right? Is they're like, they didn't really know where she was or what she was doing or what she was up to. And or who pe- with. Or who, yeah. And, like, some people knew that she was, like, associated with, right? But I'm like, it also makes a certain amount of sense to me. With, again, Wraith, right? Wanting to keep people under control. And, you know, again, that seems the very sort of, like, abusive kind of a thing, right? To control where you're going, what you're doing. And I can see him essentially having her on, like, house arrest for, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years. Whether it was, like, the entire time. Well, as or we learned, she just... left shortly after Thomas turned five. Yeah. So, uh, roughly was out of the picture for five or six years. Like, right? Yeah. So, like, was that whole time, you know? Or, again, did she... You know, once she was found out she was pregnant, blah, 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 would it have been a certain amount of, okay, keep out of the spotlight to not have people come after me or my kid or my whatever, right? Like, we don't know yet. But I'm like, I could see it a bit that way that. And also, as part of it, did 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 they all know immediately from her pregnancy? Or was it more just when he was born because of the whole... It might have been just the birth, but we still know things, that there yeah. was no secret about Dresden ever being alive. There was, yeah. It's not like Harry yeah. Potter where it was like, oh, we thought we died. you died that night. And then you just show up in the Wizarding World on your 11th birthday. This is crazy. Like, no one knew what happened to you for those 11 years. Yeah. People knew where Dresden was the Except Dresden. <laughs> I just thought some nice guy came to adopt me. I didn't know it's because I was some like infamous child that he like plucked from the what? Yeah, Easy. but yeah, exactly. So yeah, I can kind of. But yeah, Thomas definitely, anyways, has a leg up here. That exactly, he found out about this some time ago or put together. Well, essentially, just always knew who his mother was. Like, always knew who his and mother was. And then some was. random guy started walking around like I'm Margaret Lefay's son, and he's like, Oh, are you? <laughs> Well, yeah. That means you're my brother. Yeah, exactly. And then that goes on to show that obviously all of the rest of the race would be aware of the parentage too. 
So one would think, you know, if any oh my of them God, wanted... Lord Wraith recognized me on sight. <laughs> Which actually is kind of an interesting point that while nobody maybe really knew about who Thomas was or Thomas, and that might not have meant much. But once Harry comes out on the scene, and exactly, because not that he exactly goes around announcing it, but he doesn't really make any secret of who his mother was. And again, for all those entities that exactly, sort of anybody that knows Dresden knows who his mother was. You Kind of surprising nobody else put this together sooner. Right? Or have The fact that it's this big secret is just insane to me because, again, fine, whatever. The white vampires are going to go do what they want. Who cares about who he's having children with because it's probably... You know, all sorts of women over the years. We're not going to keep track of that. And he's clearly not keeping track of that as far as, you know, the outside world can Yeah, other than his big picture gallery, but yes. That was another thing, too. Laura's like, we live in a lot of places. We don't just all live in Chicago. But he's got all of his pictures of all of his wives here at the Chicago location. Yeah, I know, right? Right. He's just made, like, copies of it. He's, I was gonna I'm going s- to have one in each place. Well, again, and this is why... He's got to have a hobby, right? He doesn't just paint, like, <laughs> one portrait. He's like, he had, like, five years. He painted a bunch of portraits, I, and now there's one. He's got but, one in every house. But, yeah, no, I know, exactly, But right? the hell just so happens. He makes, but it makes sense as to why everyone gravitates to Chicago, is if it's the ley line, central, capital, some of the yeah. biggest concentration, then it's not that we care about Chicago, it's that we care about the supernatural, but that's not how the Dresden Files they, does it. They have houses all over, but it's just, they're just a good old homegrown Chicago-based family, too, so that... Chicago's having all the fun recently, so... Right? I'm like, yeah, we don't have all this stuff. You know, Mexico is just like our summer home. It's not, you know... (laughs) Exactly. He's like, well, this is why I've been helping you. And he's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, eh, I told you that, too. Like, you weren't going to believe me, either. He's pretty much damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. Uh There isn't really winning for Thomas. And he does this whole, like, I asked you to help Arturo outside of our family business. Arturo really does deserve help. But, like, really? Well, even this doesn't make much sense because he gets to it. He's like, what did Lara mean about Arturo being, like, a personal family problem? And Thomas is like, I have no idea. I'm like, really? He's like, I just assumed she knew him from some... And I'm like, again, but again, some of this is, like... Yes. What? Willful ignorance on Thomas's part? I don't part? know. It's like or... you, you know so much about some things. And again, when you start getting these hints and start hearing, then you're like, oh, well, this kind of makes sense. Like, oh, he does like porn films. And like, oh, Lara makes sense. White court vamps are all about the sex. So then Lara's involved in it. She start thinking, oh, there's a connection. And then Thomas is like, oh, I don't know. Just and you're friends, like, well, whatever. it makes sense to me. How does this not make sense to you? I don't even know anything about this world. Like, you're, yeah. like things like that. It's a little bit like, okay, so it really was just for a... Com- and total random help him out because I feel like the more we find Again, out about just, that it, problem there's more reasons well, that. that's the thing the more we find out about the problem it does make complete and utter sense so for Thomas to be all like I don't know it seems like okay so you're kill- still keeping secrets anyways and then yeah they explain the whole Inari thing about right and we find out the kid she's in love with is Bobby yeah as well we did hear on the phone call before his name is Bobby daddy <laughs> yes but yeah but 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 yeah, he's it's like, one thing to like try to like set up as like a crush and a hookup but to like expect her to fall in be, love this with is the guy. be in love and he has to be in love with her right. but in all fair i mean i do like how thomas puts it because i still like using the word twitter painted all the time too but but yeah he's all like bobby the macho violent kid and he's like give him a break like how insecure would you be if you were planning on spending the day having sex on camera in front of the girl you'd like to ask to dinner and yeah much as harry's like it might shock you with never but i mean yeah in all fairness like 
we say this all the time. We still say this. I mean, like, you know, Jess is getting up there. She's going to be 30-ish sooner than later. And she still complains that guys are like immature jerk. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, when you are like 17, 18, 19, 20, we can all look back and be like, wow, what we thought was like so cute or that guy was being so sweet. We're like, wow, what an obnoxious. Don't portray me as someone who's moaning about boys, okay? I'm just insulting them all in general. (laughs) I wasn't saying you specifically. I'm just saying even... You did just say me specifically. You're like, Jessica's almost 30. Yeah, and boys are still immature and dumb. I was saying in general, not just the boys that you deal with. But, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know... Sounded like you were quoting me. Okay, no. You set that sentence up. Okay, no, I did not mean to be quoting. I just meant you are of an age where... In books and movies, people are supposed to be starting to get mature and, like, have real jobs at, like, 30. And I was like, no, mo-. like, same thing. Kenzie just went back to school. She's She took a trades class where it's all guys. And there's a couple half-decent, and most of them are, like, astonishingly obnoxious still for, you know? And it's like, I get the guy that literally is 18 and just came out of high school. The other people that are, like, 24 and 25, and it's like... You know, so yes, again, we were too, right? You look back at how you were and you were like, wow, what I thought was like so cute or so sexy or me being like so seductive and you're like, it's so cringeworthy now when you, you know, have a few years and a little bit of life experience. So on the one hand, yes, Bobby's a big old jerk and we're like, this is the guy she's going to fall in love with. But at the same time, from that perspective, right, exactly, you can see a bit where some of it's coming from and you're like, yeah, okay, maybe he is still an immature dickhead. But again, they're both immature and very young and whatever, right? So like you say, their their idea of love, yeah, might not be for the long haul, but might be just enough for what she needs to, if they think they are, and then puts her outside of Papa Ray's control. Right. Thomas does go on to explain that the women of the uh, white court don't fare so well. Yeah, it's pretty gross and sick and disgusting on so many, yeah. Yeah, Lord Wraith establishes that he is their superior. He overpowers them, pits them against, uh, pits his hunger against theirs. My stomach twisted. You mean he feeds on his own? I couldn't finish my sentence. Yeah. Do you need me to paint a picture? It's the traditional way to settle family differences in all the houses of the white court. So, and we did see... So it kind of sucks to be a white court vampire for as a female. It's it's going well, to like mess with your mom. Yeah. As a male in, in this particular household, too, sucks. Oh, <laughs> well, any of, you don't get to live. Any of yeah. the lesser hungers, lesser vampires. I mean, the way you get submission is not through blood and claws. It's through sexual submission. Yeah. Or just outright murder. But. Yeah. Any hierarchy or whatever. And, and I was going to say, but you saw even like... A touch of this before because when Lara is first catches up to Thomas and Harry in the parking lot when she's like get away from my little brother when she doesn't back down immediately Thomas starts he's like hey Lara look right because Dresden is like glad it wasn't directed at me it went right so even Thomas is not above doing a little no you know not quite to the same extreme probably not to the same extreme I doubt he was gonna you know mount her right there and get her but he wasn't above trying to do a little whammy to Ignore it. Just try and ignore it. Sorry. Okay, but this is the problem. This is what's wrong with this. This is exactly what Wraith does to us. He, he literally, like, mentally and physically rapes his kids into submission, as well as the whole hunger against hunger and the whole... So, I mean, yeah, you have the whole vampiric... Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's it's different. It's temper- awful, but using the word mount is weird. That's why we're <laughs> not was, liking it was, it was what you said. Mount. <laughs> like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Fuck. It made me wiggle a little. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> Do we need to insert trigger warnings for this? 
Maybe. I don't know. Caution. We use the word mounting. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the rape. That's fine. But she used the word mount in one point. Essentially that all of his sisters are super strong-willed people, but as soon as dad enters the room, they become like abused little dogs. They crumble. Yeah. And yes, exactly. Understandably. And yes, they have a chance to get Anari out of that. And not a chance that anyone has ever tried to take before in this family because that's just not the way things are done. Father will kill us if we go against him and we warn our siblings what's going to happen. But Thomas is hoping that with Harry's help, they can stay along the process. And again, a little bit like the whole, like, I think how hazing, you know, continues and goes on, right? You're like, well, I had to do it to get in, so now we're going to do it to the, you know, again, that whole, like, I paid my dues, you paid, right? So, I mean, there's probably a certain amount of exactly. It's like, well, none of us got to that. We all survived. We all got whatever. So, yeah, between not wanting to go against him and also just that's the normal way, right? Even if you don't think it's the greatest way, nobody's like... Well, that... Thomas is reaching out to a lot of people because right before this, he tried to reach out to, to his sister, which did obviously didn't go well. Yeah, he got shot. <laughs> right. So now he's like, okay, this is the time. This is the time, Dresden. Well, I do yeah. wonder why Wraith would have, would have chanced Inari to go after Dresden because Harry could have totally told her everything in that moment and been like, great, I have you alone. Your family's a bunch of fucking vampires. Let me tell you everything. Your siblings aren't allowed to tell you. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell you right now. True, but I think that he was counting on what almost happened to happen. You know, that no, I get she that. would befuddle and confuse Dresden before he had a chance to that, you know. And obviously it didn't happen that way. Dresden wasn't able to inform her, but I still feel like... Bit of a calculated risk, really. Well, it's, yeah, calculated risk, because I feel if you want... Well, as we said, an uh, episode or two or three, I don't know when it happened, but all the vampire or all the bad guys in the world think, okay, it's weird that he was able to overpower that bad guy, but I'm more strong than they are. And it won't happen. I mean, like last me. episode, we were also talking about his house, but yeah. I was like, was it last episode? But it was, I think it's come up a couple times, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, probably that that typical fatal overconfidence of, you know what I mean, right? Like, this is why, you know, the evil overlord speech. Let me tell you about all my plans. Haha, <laughs> oh shit, now you got out and you can stop me. You know, but I mean, same thing, right? I just, yeah. One of two things that, yeah, it's either witness, you know, she's going to get him and it's not going to matter. Or if she does, he can be like, again, the gaslighting and the whatever, like, you're going to leave this crazy man. Like, what is he talking about? But, blah, okay. blah, blah. Anari's not just got to fight off her dad, though, without her. She doesn't even know that's a fight she's in, though. Yeah. Uh, but the fucking curse is coming for her, too, right now. Harry had the curse was aimed at her last night. Yeah. And right. Harry had to redirect it. So it just seems strange to me that Harry was just like, OK, if you guys don't want to tell her anything, then that's like it's not even like she has to fight off vampires. There's other supernatural things in the world that are aware that she exists and she's getting in the way of. And Harry's like, yeah. all right, we don't tell her anything. We don't tell her anything. All but right. again, I think that the curse is definitely another you know, entity on its own because Giselle isn't part of the, you know, I mean, that is using a supernatural means, but hasn't, you know, Giselle and the Bumblebee girl and the water skiing girl weren't targeted because they were part of the supernatural world. That's not why Inari was targeted. I guess he's not right. giving the rundown to everyone in the studio, but I still feel like there's an extra level of protection there. That's like, yeah, there could have, should have, would have, but I, I feel like this is the thing that he, he, you know, again, he was kind of like, why didn't you tell her? And Laura's like, well, that's Dad's way. And he's kind of like, okay, that's fucked up. But I think he's got enough on his plate. And yeah, when she comes in the next day, she's pretty much got the whammy going almost instantly, whether, you know, consciously or not, right? Like, he's still, he just fucking was 
was arguing with Thomas because he's like, oh, you just ate your girlfriend and blah, 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 right? He just stomped off to his room and then she shows, you know, is he really in the the frame of mind to be thinking like, I I, let me sit you down and... I get all of that. It plays off quite naturally. I'm not upset about that. I'm just saying you'd think Wraith would be a little bit more nervous about having Harry run around his house because... Here's somebody that is not beholden to follow the rules that you have set. Yeah. Except that. And also, you know that they're half-brothers. That's the thing, is that nobody else seems to acknowledge that fact or have put that together. I know that, but Wraith knows that. Wraith is the one who knows that they are brothers. And he's still like, yeah, whatever, you guys hang out, talk about whatever you want, it's fine. Yeah, I know, but this, Make is, this, friendship this is what I each mean, other. Have, is, this, is, have this connection. You'd think he would have tried harder to separate them. You would think, but this is my point, is that there's there's no indication thus far that he has made that connection either. But yeah, that's what I say, as far as that we can tell, is that Lara and Papa Wraith and nobody else is, which is, as you say, funny that he's got this big giant picture and that everybody seems to know who Dresden was, but nobody has made, I don't know, maybe it's, it's, Again, like, I don't it's think, that whole narcissism thing that it's like, oh, I painted a picture of Hattie and I should forget all about her. No, I don't <laughs> think that they have guests. I don't think that they're hosting parties and like random other supernaturals no. are coming in and seeing these portraits. No. I do think that Lord Wraith fully remembers who the hell he had a child with. And you think he forgot. You think Lord Wraith has forgotten. I don't think he's forgotten at all who he has a child with. With Harry being the guest and accepting hospitality, does that put him a little bit like, like what is his... Follow the rules. Yeah, what is his obligation to not fuck around with telling Inari that right now either. I don't know for sure if that comes into play at all. Knowing Harry, I don't think that he even considers. It's like guest rights only extend as far as you think that they extend. Well, Harry's like, I'm allowed to talk. It's all I ever do. Fair, but... I can't be held responsible for the things I say. There's quite a bit of stuff that's a little bit rapid fire too that's going on. Like, he's got, he's had a lot of shock. He's angry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my god. (laughs) He doesn't actually have a lot of time with Inari. It's just kind of like, Oh, fuck. That just happened, didn't it? Yeah. And I mean, again, I wasn't necessarily trying to argue to to disagree with you per se, but just, yeah, I can see why also it didn't sort of, but yeah. So there's some really great quotable lines in this chapter, gotta say. So uh, let me get this straight. You want me to help save the girl, overthrow the Dark Lord, and defend the innocents terrorized by dark magic. And you want me to do it because you're my long-lost half-brother who needs someone noble to stand beside him in a desperate battle for what's right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way. Look, I don't want to pick a fight with anyone or anything, but that seems like a reasonable plan to me. And Thomas, you should be in charge of all the plans from now on. Well, okay. So this. So yeah, so Harry is like, you know, because he's all in the, like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so lame. This is just a big gaunt. And... Thomas is like, I know cons. Like, come on, that's what I'm all about. I could would totally have picked something better than that if I was trying to. Which is fair and valid, but at the same time, it gets you down that rabbit hole of, but I knew you were going to say, but I knew that you knew, so I knew that you knew that I knew that you knew that I knew, so I didn't tell you that I knew that I knew that you knew. <laughs> you know, and it's like, how, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you're like, I knew you would be suspicious, so I came up with this really bad story because then it would sound real because if I was really trying to con you, I would have come up with something much better and, Honesty is the best policy, ish. Ish. Well, and Thomas is selectively. Whole, yeah, but he's he's clinging to it as much as Harry is like, "Fuck you, this isn't funny." Thomas 
That's the thing. He's holding the line, though, and he's like, I'm not kidding. This Thomas's whole way of convincing us to be like, well, you know, your mom wasn't actually that good of a person, right? So maybe she could have, like, hung out with the vampires. <laughs> if you really weren't telling the truth right now, how would that help your case? Exactly, right? Yeah. You would want to upsell everything as much as possible, and... And this is the thing, too, because Harry, right, like, when Harry says, he's like, why are you telling me all this and whatever? Like, he's like, is this going to bring your dad down on you? You know, and that's when Thomas gets into the whole thing there, too. And he's like, well, he can't control me the way he controlled my sisters because his tastes don't run that way. And Harry's all like, well, small... He's just going to kill me anyway. Yeah, but yeah, Harry's like, oh, small mercy. And he's like, not really, because yeah, exactly. It was like, he can't control us. He doesn't choose to. So then we all just die at any point where it seems like we may be smart enough or strong enough to pose any kind of threat or descent, then yeah, exactly. kills off all his sons. So again, I kind of like, you know, the way he phrases it or whatever. He's like, you know, Laura, you know, he's like, well, as soon as she realized I wasn't like an ambulatory penis, then, you know, like, oh, wait, this guy actually does have some brains and he's just been playing dumb this whole time and not wanting to be involved in anything. Oh, shit. Let me just kill him and get her out of the picture before he rocks the boat in any way and maybe causes trouble for me, right? Like, even Lara was just like, I'm gonna nip this in the bud right now. So, yeah, you can only imagine what what Papa Wraith is gonna do with all that when he finds out. So we know that... We know that Laura is the oldest sister, but that doesn't mean she was the firstborn child. And it kind of doesn't read that <laughs> she was the firstborn child either. You don't think so? It's, I don't know, just the description of the very first portrait in the room. I don't attribute it to Laura, that 16th, 17th, whatever her name was from last chapter. Emile de, I just never attributed that to be Amelia Alexandria Salazar. Salazar. I never pinned that to be Laura's mother. Me, I know. I because it would have said, oh, it's a woman somewhat resembling Laura, or, oh, this is Laura's mom, by the way. Like, because there was just no comment about it, I just kind of assumed that's not. And perhaps not. I, I guess I never really thought about it that much. I do feel like, and again, I don't know if this is just general throw out there or whether it does say somewhere that Laura is like around 300 years old. I don't know if that's, in which case, this couldn't because we already established that the 16th, 17th century was like, you know, four or 500 years ago. Ago, so that would put it as older than Lara. But again, I don't recall for sure. But I, at the same time, I always just kind of did because, again, just with her being introduced as the oldest sister, you know, I kind of took that also to mean like the oldest child. But you're right, that is not a definite concrete. There could have been a brother or sister or two before her. Right. And, and in some ways, how she speaks about it sort of sounds like she's watched other people, like, not just like. Well, she's she's had to learn from other people's mistakes, which would kind of seem to me like older siblings' mistakes. like Potentially, exactly, right? Those that have gone before when she was too young to make those. Which or, is how I took it to mean is that she's watched some brothers try and rise above and been squashed. Definitely has, but you can also, being the first and being a girl and all that, right... Yes, I can see you're separated by some of that. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean is she could have been sort of... Again, it's like the oldest kid sometimes is the the most obedient to the parents and things like that because that's just how it is there's just and it's not until the other ones come along and they're like well shit i don't have to do it because i've got an older brother or they're like well older you let him get away with everything so i'm you know what i mean like things like that where it doesn't occur to you whereas the youngest siblings can see older siblings misbehaving getting into mischief so i mean same thing you know like some of them learn to talk earlier because they've got siblings or talk later because their siblings talk for them or whatever but you know i remember jessica jumping off the dresser at two years old and because her four-year-old cousin 
was, right? She had never done it before, but he comes along and he's like, hey, let's do this. It's fun. And she's like, oh, shit, we can jump off the dresser onto the bed. And lo and behold, right now, she's learned that at age two, whereas he had to find it out for himself at age four or whatever, right? So it's, it's it could be either one of those things, right? Where she could have just been not occurred to her to fight back and then she'd seen other ones. So then she definitely... I think completely outside of that is just that there are have been multiple moments of dissent and multiple moments of, okay, kill them right away and be done with it. And that the way he deals with dissent from the boys and the girls is just completely different. He doesn't need to kill the girls because he can rape them into submission. Yeah. The boys you just outright kill. Either way, I don't think Laura was the eldest. I just feel like that was not. That is fair. That is, yeah. Even if, even if all of them waited for 100 or 200 years to get their bearings before trying anything. Yeah. Right? Maybe they didn't try anything until the last 100 years, and then he just killed all five sons at once. We don't yeah. know, but yeah. still. Still. Thomas is the only son that is currently alive. Right. Yes. And even and at his... made it the longest. I was going to say, at his ripe old age of 30-ish or whatever, we haven't specifically established yet how old. Well, other than I guess that we... Yeah. Or does he say here? Well, we get a timeline right now. Right now is, Like, yeah. this is where we get that. So it's a new, new timeline for Mummy Dearest. Margaret is in business with Wraith, but things get complicated and she ends up with having Thomas. Five years after Thomas is born, she's able to escape. After about a year, she meets Papa Dresden while on the run. And yeah, we get Harry. So there you go. So five, six years older than Harry or whatever is yeah, it's established yeah, it's, there. So yeah, like you say, Thomas is 30-ish, 31, whatever he is right now. Older than that because Harry's now older than 25. But yeah, and that's that's a ripe old age for the boys in this family. Is <laughs> 30. Which is crazy, because again, vampires you'd think would, you know, be reaching maturity at like a <laughs> hundred. Right, right, again, or at least you'd think before they try any big power plays or something, because, I mean, again, I think we were talking about this a bit before with Thomas, when we were like, well, Thomas might feel like he's, you know, mature, like his 30 years, like he hasn't lived a hundred years yet, so that doesn't seem, doesn't register until you've been there, but yeah, exactly, you'd think knowing that you have that long of a lifespan, you wouldn't rush into things like trying to squash Papa, when there's right. nobody think else, you'd be slower you'd about be like, it. I'm gonna take a good hundred years to map this out, and well, exactly. And on top of that, just I, I can see why living in that situation, thirty years is like enough is enough. Thirty, this has gone on long enough. That too, but yeah, I feel like if yeah, if you know that just laying low would grant you an extra two hundred, three hundred years, you think you'd do that? Yeah, and I think I think it is fair to say that that was Thomas's plan, but I think Anari throws you know, the wrench into that too, because he couldn't, again, he was the youngest. He couldn't change anything for Lara or any of the other sisters or whatever. We'll get a few names at some point later on, but we don't know what any of them are called now. So, you know, but Anari's the first one to come along after him where he's like, oh shit, I can change this. Like I couldn't stop Laura from getting turned. She was already turned 200 years before I was even born, right? Where he's like, but now this is so fucked up. I can't stand by and be a participant to this continuing with Anari. See, I don't. I disagree. I don't think it's anything to do with Anari. I think it's everything to do with Dresden. The, Thomas is the only one of the Wraith children who have a brother outside of the mix because Wraith keeps all of the women under his control. Margaret Le Fay escaped, is the only one to have escaped. Yeah. The rest of them presumably get fed on until they die, right? Yeah. So this is the first time that Thomas has just had another outside connection outside of his own family and is like, oh my gosh, there is another pathway that can help me. All the other siblings are just kind of like, yeah, this is what happens in our family. It's not the fact that Anari is the difference. It's the fact that Dresden is the difference for him. But I th- I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I can see definitely. But just Also, Harry's like 29 so- in this book, so Thomas is like 35. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Just because he seems 
interested in, you know what I mean? If it was just about Dresden or whatever, he can kind of be like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, the same shit's going to happen to Inari. But he does seem invested in getting her out and on a different path in the whole too, right? So I feel like, not that it, like, maybe one prompted the other more or whatever, but it's I... definitely an influence. I, I like, feel like, you know yeah, I feel like it's you know definitely crazy? part of the incentive there. And this is a slight spoiler, but I feel like it's a safe spoiler, so I'm going to say it anyways. Margaret Le Fay gave birth to Thomas on Valentine's and Harry on Halloween. Right? How cool is Crazy that? timing. <laughs> like, she did both Ew. of those on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Aha! <laughs> no symbolism there. We oh, out sorry. those pregnancies. <laughs> you can't have love. Let's just make you born on Valentine's Day, yeah. Because <laughs> this doesn't define you. Right? Mm-hmm. That lady's crazy. And I know that you can choose when you give birth, because my stepmom did it, <laughs> but it's okay. still... Okay-ish. She did. <laughs> she absolutely chose for children's birth dates. It worked out really well. <laughs> She's such a copycat. First she had to steal my ex-husband, then she stole my children's birth dates. It's really weird. <laughs> Pretty sure you didn't want him by the time. I didn't want him, but I'm just saying, not only did she take that, but she then had children 10 years and one month to the day after my children. It's weird. Both of them. Mm-hmm. It's just strange. But it makes it really easy to remember dates in the family. My I dad s- only has to remember two. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but anyways. So unfortunately, Thomas knows no more information about Margaret and has been stonewalled for more information. And really all Harry can contribute is that she died delivering him. I was curious to look up maternal mortality rates in the, the States. It's about, on average, it's about a thousand per year around, Still the, current around 2020. Wow. So just in case you're wondering the stats. Hmm. So it is entirely possible to... Well, yeah. It's not unreasonable. It it's it's not. And again, he was born 30 years before 2020 or whatever. So that too is how much different were they in the mid to late 70s or whatever, right? But yes, much rarer than it used to was, but people do still die in childbirth for whatever reasons. So from the sounds of it, Harry knows now knows he has inherited his mother's reputation. Powerful and potentially dangerous, and that doesn't really play by the rules. Harry's kind of almost starting to nudge a little bit on this. Like, again, some of this makes sense. Because, yeah, Thomas is like, I don't have more information because, like, I tried to find out more, but either nobody had it or nobody wanted to talk about kind of stuff after then, right? But he's like, if Thomas is playing it straight, you know, he's like, then I know a little bit more. He's like, why the White Council all watched me like I was Lucifer the next generation, you know, being forced to accept that my mother was involved in bad business. And it would mean that maybe I wasn't entirely alone in this world, that there might be family in blood of my blood. So this is a Poor lot. Harry just wants to be loved so bad. I know. <laughs> and just all of this is just, again, right, so fucked. Like, do you want to find out that the only family you might have is like a vampire when you've been, and you know, Harry has said before, like just earlier in these last couple chapters, you know, where he's like, it's hard thinking of like Lara and Thomas because he's like, they don't seem, they don't scream like creature feature, like the blacks or even the reds or whatever, right? He's like, if I didn't know Thomas was like this life sucking vampire, he's like, I would go out and catch a few beers with him. Like, he is funny. I do like him, you know? So it's that thing of like wanting to, but at the same time of knowing that he is kind of on the monster side. And then, oh yeah, you're kind of on the monster side because your mom was involved in the monster side. And, you know, whereas again, but Emily, but I have. Like, Vampires are so I, like, capable of treachery. Roller coaster of emotions here. Like, aside from where he was starting from, you know, between like the fight, even the night before, if we back up that far, and then, you know, not getting a lot of sleep, and then Anari trying to sort of attack him and having to fend that off to then Thomas being like, yeah, so, bro, <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, so much coming at him so fast, so much to deal with. Well, the solution he comes to for this is a little bit crazy because he wants to soul gaze with Thomas. 
Yeah. And there's no telling what either one of you will see in each other, right? There's no way to know that it's going to confirm brotherhood. And poor Thomas has been dreading doing it, sounds like, because he's like, but you might not like me after you see what I'm at. Which is fair. Yeah. We know that when people see Harry, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so you don't know what Thomas is going to Yeah, see. and even, even Harry says exactly, you know, same thing. Like, you know, I don't know if, what you'll think of me after you see this, but yeah. Definitely a lot of parallels between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, they both have issues. Yeah. But again, but there's no way to know that this is going to confirm brotherhood between them. There's no way to know. Harry's just like, this is the best, most truest version of seeing your soul that I've got. We're doing this one way or the other. You And to be fair, whether or not it confirms brotherhood or not, just whether or not Thomas consents to this goes a long way in whether or not it goes Harry a long should way. even begin to trust him. Harry says, you know, when we get further with other people's, we get to see some of this, the overall trustworthiness, right? You know, like, yeah, if there's nothing specific to that, is he going to get a sense of whether Thomas is lying to him, if this is just a con, or whether he can believe enough that it's... See, Marcone was the smartest motherfucker in the world, because you can only soul gaze once. So getting that shit done early was so smart. Now... It's... I might do shit in the future. Let's let's look at each other today. But that's only possibilities. But that doesn't tell you for sure what's... Yeah. No, but still, it, you know... No, a, but that's... Marcone is... soul gazed in Stormfront versus the Marcone soul gazed in Battleground would have been two completely different videos. Yeah, but that that's what I mean. That's what I mean, is that exactly, because it's like, you know... Harry sometimes says you can see possibilities of things oh, yes. or like what, right? So, because uh, yeah, he's like, you do get a pretty good read on a person. Still 20 years of choices later, we'll change a man. Exactly. It, it does not, yeah, written in stone kind of a thing. It's not 100% ingrained. So, yeah. So they both have the amulets from their mother. It's not just a magical doohickey. Apparently it was a little bit of a symbolism from Margaret Le Fay. And she's like, here, one for you. I'm running away and I'll never be back home, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and then here, leave this with my son after I die. Thanks so much. I'm running away, never going to be back. <laughs> and then you sit down to do the soul gaze. And this whole thing itself is just like, Ooh, it's heavy. Oof, so heavy. Well, it's interesting to you because Harry's like, well, prove it, prove it, prove it. And Thomas is like, oh, I can't do anything to prove it. I can't do anything to prove it. What do you want me to do? This is why I never try anything. And then, yeah, this is what they come up with for, you know, it's like, all this, like, there's no proofing. There's no proof. Why don't you just go to the hospital and get a blood sample? (laughs) (laughs) Make things so complicated. What is this weird shit in this? (laughs) Ancestry.com. 23 and me. (laughs) Why is this blood glowing? All right. Just here, Thomas, spit on this. So Harry sees Thomas as he would have been. And he also sees this creature as well. And the two are locked against one another. He basically sees human Thomas. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's very interesting. Still handsome, but less of the sparkle and shine. Right. Maybe a little nearsighted. You know, like just the ordinary. So yeah, the human side and the other side. And yeah, all we ever see is the combined version out in the room. But yeah, very interesting. What is the vampire without the sparkle? In here, it is, yeah, (laughs) separated into it. It's a much better novel. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the motif here, though, with, yes, like... The white vampires are two entirely separate entities. There is the demon and there is the man and they're not the same thing. They are separate. One sinks its fucking clutches in deeply. It takes over, like you say, this parasite or symbiote or whatever. You can totally see the struggle that that Thomas is really actively working against. And the fact that that Thomas is struggling. When we went and saw Soul Gazes or not Soul Gazes, the third eye image with the Fallen, a lot of those were like partnerships. There wasn't a struggle. They were intruding one another, working together. We want to be doing this. We're both two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Thomas, though, is clearly, yeah, like I don't want to be on the same team as this. I have an issue with it. I am fighting against the instincts and the pull and the 
monster every single day. I am more than the sum of my parts kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you have that animalistic, you know, even like basic human, right? We're like, this is what makes us humans humans on the top of the chain because we have rationality and reason and whatever. We don't have to submit to all of our basic, baser instincts and desires every step of the way, you know? Like, yeah, if I want some of Jessica's food, I have to ask to share. If she doesn't want to share with me, I don't get to just club her over the head and take it anyways. You know, we've moved beyond that. We know there's a better way. We know we have to control that impulse, right? Whereas, yeah, he's, he's, it's there and it's very much a part of him. And obviously, as evidence a few hours earlier, he needs and uses it. There's a lot of advantages to that. I can suck the last of my strength up and beat the shit out of this thing after I've been shot instead of just letting myself die or whatever. Well, it's you a question know? between life and death. Like, I do want to make use of it. There is a need for it. But at the same time, yeah, I, I don't just want to give in and, and you know, be who my father is. and right. just There's some like, nobility there that's yeah, been proven. Just want, take, have, you know? It's yeah. like, no. And if it's not heavy enough, Harry's not alone. <laughs> the, the first of the gut punches during this soul games. Wow. Margaret appears. She apparently has planned for the two of them to have a soul gaze at some point and to learn about each other through it. This essentially left a psychic imprint in both of them, which makes sense for Harry because you already knew you had another son out there. But how did she manage to get this on Thomas after the fact? And it seems pretty powerful magic at that because not only just like some kind of like recording, she is answering questions. So there's well, like yeah. a consciousness She's there. basically left a piece of her soul with both of them. Right. Before yeah. Before being able to fully pass on. And is and it just sort of like, oh, mother's blood, I can leave a little bit of my psychic imprint with this forever? Or did she cast this spell in her final moments to go find Thomas and wait? Like, well, this is the thing, right? Like, is I don't think she necessarily 100% would have had to have planned this before she left Thomas, right? It could have been exactly after she found out she was pregnant. Oh, shit. These two boys are going to be siblings. Now I'm going to. And then again, whatever means, right? Did she find some way to get back physically to Thomas to do? Or again, could she do it all purely spiritual, magical world without having to you know, risk getting near him again. Or a loophole through the never-never. Yeah, exactly, right. Just you on know, the like, other side of the veil. Exactly, like how would she have, or again, simply as we've, you know, heard and seen before, simply because her blood exists in both of them, could she simply have tied it through her own blood, which then automatically transferred a little piece of it to them upon this, that, and that happening or whatever, right? But you would, you'd have to assume that, yeah, she obviously... Wouldn't have known about it it's ahead of time. It's a fancy trick. Definitely. It's a fancy trick, but yeah, like you say, is it would have been once at some point once she had known she was pregnant. Then well, she that's would what have I'm had saying. Though, yeah, like a spell cast at a distance is like that. Still seems like an insane spell. They talked about her being. Yeah, she was an insane witch. She absolutely. was a badass witch, and again, accounts for where Harry got a lot of this. You would think potential just because we know that that Malcolm Dresden had nothing to do with the supernatural world so it wasn't like wizard and wizard made a baby you know so a lot of this oomph between when and how he was born and who his mother was and all this kind of well stuff. that brings up king cades i'm as human as you are well what does that mean yeah well that's was malcolm outside of the supernatural or did margaret lefay just like tardis up her body a little bit too much you say tardis yeah <laughs> there's a little bit of it out there if you were. i mean amy and rory having sex in the tardis got pregnant oh they okay. like Fucked up their baby embryo. Yes. <laughs> Did Margaret Le Fay just like environment her ovaries environment. by okay. being okay. weird with magic? I see what you did. The TARDIS seeing herself. Yeah. Okay. I was like, if you're good, yeah. Pregnant people aren't allowed to time travel. Okay. Fucked up. <laughs> I'm not saying she's fucked. I'm saying her genetics got fucked up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Ah, so Margaret goes on to tell him that the two have to take care of each other because she can't be there. She tells him that Thomas is tired because the demon knows Justine was his strength. And, and Harry asks why she didn't help him. When she said she did what she could, I made sure his father would endure a fitting punishment for what he did to us. You and Thomas? And you, Harry. Rafe yet lives, but he is weakened. Together, you and your brother may have a chance against him. You will understand. Yeah, so there's a nice little foreshadowing little, like, what is this? What could it be? Peaking our interest. What did you do to him? What did you do? What does that How? And I like how half the time he asks questions. She's just like, "Uh, you have your insight, don't you, bitch? (laughs) Answer the question. Trust the force. Trust the force, Harry. You see? Which is funny. She didn't. wasn't able to reply to questions. She left most of the answers (laughs) to be like, you're smart enough. Figure it out on your own. (laughs) That's right. Vague, but... The, the the all-purpose answer that whatever he's doing, I'm sure he can interpret something out of this, you know? I'm like, I can neither confirm nor deny, but I'll just say something, you know, that sounds smart and wisdomy and And as they're talking about whether or not Thomas is ever going to be able to win the fight against this demon, she says, It may destroy him, but he will not surrender himself to it. He is of my blood. What does that mean? <laughs> Top bitch. He I... fought to the end some way, somehow. Yeah, exactly, right? Like she wouldn't be controlled and kept by Ray. She got out one way or another. And yeah, it's too bad that she couldn't take Thomas with her. Or, again, maybe she even knew enough about, well, because I know he was a kid. I was going to say it was like Five. too late or whatever for, but yeah. I do like, though, that Harry is like, fuck that painting. This woman is gorgeous. She is so beautiful. She's full of life and vitality. There, yeah, it is a really sweet moment there where exactly he's like just the still image, the snapshot portrait kind of doesn't do it justice of her actually. But the one beautiful thing is when he comes in and first sees Thomas and the demon, he's like, oh, I can't get rid of that now. But then he's like, but then my mom comes in. And that I can also never Image get rid sealed of. forever. Yeah, so I have to deal with all this shitty, shitty stuff I've seen. And it's I have an to deal incredible with gift, demon, really. But he's like, I actually, yeah, get to see my mother's face and hear my mother's voice. So fuck that For one her. shitty photograph then, I have had. They first. have such a touching moment where, like, the old who. Yeah, she reaches out to the other side. And, he, and she gives him the gift of insight present, pre- presented as a small gem, which Harry accepts. Yeah, and he gives him a headache. But hey, knowledge is pain. That was a very sweet moment. I was like reading it and I, was like, I got a little teary. I did. He's like, well, the whole thing is like, are you worried? She, she takes responsibility for not having been there. It's not like she's just some like, yeah, I'm some big, badass, powerful witch and I made enemies with people. That's not my fault. Sorry. Like, she's like, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. I'm sorry things went the way they happened. Yeah. It's not what I would have planned. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not what I, yeah. Those those regretting those mistakes of our youth and whatever seemed like a good idea at the time. And then, yeah, exactly. The other consequences that have followed Harry around because of it. And she's like, I couldn't do a lot, but this, this and this kind of a thing, right? So this moment right here, I was able to, you know, anticipate and hope for and trust that at some point y'all will get a chance to. And then whatever other, you know, thing she may or may not have done for them that she... You know, whatever their help and stuff like that. So, yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I, I tried to do something. The unfortunate thing here is not getting to know what tell Thomas you. saw. Always, always. And right. that is always the forever stupid Harry. Right. Just go stare at a mirror, Harry. Come on. Fuck. Inquiring readers want to know. I don't care about what people see in a soul gaze with Harry. Just the conversation Thomas would have had with his mother. Because Thomas might actually still have a memory or two. Five is like just about the age when you could start retaining that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like. To see your mom for the first time, knowing that she did basically abandon you. I mean, yeah, she had no choice to run away. Well, and I feel like that's part of it, too. I feel like she would have wanted to, but 
I do you know, get much as why much you were as Wraith would have come after. Yeah, it would have been like a thousand times worse if she had taken Thomas when yes. she ran. You know, I do get it, but, it, but at the yeah. same time, being a five-year-old little boy and it's like, oh my god, my mother's just gone forever and left me here, and yeah, and then getting to see her again after all this time and just like you know, like have like the edge of like, oh, do I even remember what she looked like exactly, or do I remember what her voice was like, and then getting to see again, like almost sweeter for Thomas because he's got something to remember and forget, whereas Dresden didn't have anything to forget. Yeah, yeah, he only had that one. So yeah, it's purely gaining on. But I was going to say it works that way for Thomas too. It's not just the wizards that, right? Since this is a soul gaze, Thomas will always have this indelible image of his mother and that as well. And the, whatever. The, even for non-wizards? Even for non-wizards, oh, yeah. Great. I'm pretty sure that's how it works is that they also retain that. Wizards all days get to see whatever fucking horrors there were in it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever Harry, Harry's demon was. Harry returns the pentacle to Thomas. I guess you can have this back since we are brothers. Yeah. Right, he's pretty convinced after uh-huh. this. That's fair. That's right. pretty convincing. All right, well, ooh. All right. This, this changes things. He'll still help out Arturo. It's, well, it's the right thing to do. And right. also, he's all like, I feel bad for bullying him about Justine. No, he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> like, well, right. No, exactly. Seeing that more. Like, the first-hand uh, conflict. Actions and whatever being strong, right? It's like, it's all very well for Thomas to say he didn't mean to or this or that. But yeah, now he's got, again, that proof of how much he is struggling and fighting against that part of him, you know, and then it's just, it's very sweet when they, they come out of it, you know, they just like look at each other for a second and like they both look up at the picture and it's like, did you see her? Yeah. Did you see her? Yeah. She told me to tell you she loved me. She told me to tell you she loved you. Yeah. Like it's all very. And Dresden goes a little bit more into like sort of back into de- detective mode and starts asking questions. Yeah. Trying to figure out where to go next and. Harry asked, what did Laura mean when she said that Arturo's independent streak was a matter for the white court? Thomas is like, dunno. Yeah, what? Yes, you do. What the fuck? Yeah, I feel like, I. yeah, I don't know. But even the whole, even as they're wrapping up that whole little thing, it's interesting because Harry's like, well, I still don't know exactly what this means and how I feel like, like this kind of changes everything. Like, I'm not saying it wiped the slate clean, but it does change things. And Thomas is like, well, not for me, dude. I already knew. It's like, oh. Fuck yeah, you're just having the the confirmation moment or whatever that you get to tell, but you're like, oh yeah, exactly. Like, this isn't a big revelation for Thomas. This is not, like you say, it, it does change things because now Harry knows, but you're like, oh yeah, no, it doesn't really change. Exactly. You're well, the one, it still does you're a the little bit because he gets at least relief that he, there is a chance now that they can have a relationship. Well, yeah, there I is. I mean, knowing that Harry knows is obviously is, a big relief. But yeah, but it's yeah, just, Harry, Thomas has always been working in this. Yeah, Thomas. Effort, pursuit. From from the day one that we met Thomas or whatever, right, he already knew that there was that connection. He was just waiting to see. So, I mean, yeah, even that is interesting. He's like, like it changes things some. And he's like, oh, not for me. And yes and no. And I don't know. And does explain some of it. He gets around Lara by just acting like maybe he knows something. (laughs) I, and it's funny because we've seen him do this where he go where the sit nod look wise and make vague remarks which is like <laughs> <laughs> which explains that first conversation that 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 Harry overhears between or like watches between Thomas and Laura where he's like so you're in the game and he's like I'm not not in the game. <laughs> you just lost the game. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? But yeah, I love how it's just enough. And Harry's like, what the fuck? That's like, 
I, like everything else is kind of fucked, but I guess if you're paranoid and he's like in the rape household, yeah, paranoid comes bottled on tap and in hot and rolled, hot and cold running neuroses. <laughs> we also learn why Wraith doesn't have so many kids because he can just kill people with one kiss. Right. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily always get to the whole powerful bit. Yeah, he doesn't even need to yeah. get down and dirty and go through the whole thing. He yeah. can just zap, you're it. Oops. <laughs> You're not. My bad. <laughs> All right. No kids with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Takes them 20 or 30 years to rein it enough every time to be like, okay, all right. But Reproduce. Again, I've like, killed off too many sons recently. <laughs> but but even just like he says, he's like, that was like his opening gambit. He likes to open conversations that way sometimes yeah. because I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I guess you're going to get the attention of everyone in the room where you're just, just like, hi, hi, how are you? Pretty indi- like, indiscriminately. Uh, like, I don't want to be the next one to shake your it. hand. Or I mean, I guess maybe you do. Maybe kill that one guy, then you're safe the next. But yeah, that's like that's yeah, pretty hardcore. It's like Oof. It, it speaks speaks quite a lot about him. <laughs> yeah. So again, don't matter. You wouldn't like him when he's angry either. It's like right. you don't even particularly like him when he was being nice. <laughs> and interestingly, Thomas has ne- only heard this through rumors. He's never actually witnessed it firsthand. Like. Which is, again, part of that supernatural whole. Like, yeah, let the people talk. Build up whatever the fuck they want to say about it. Why would we even try to repeat that? Mystery and intrigue. Well, and exactly, right? Now, at a young age, you wouldn't think Thomas was being dragged off to all that much political bullshit. So, again, in the last you know, 10 to 15 years or 15 to 20 years or whatever that he would have been old enough to partake and be interested in that. You know, again, is this part of Thomas's plan also to just be like, yo, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, don't know about politics, don't care about politics. We'll see. Don't we- include me, you know, where you wouldn't have seen. Because, yeah, he's like, but Laura's seen it. Laura says for sure she's seen it firsthand. We talked about it a lot in Grave Peril. It's like, you think essentially, or, uh, you think eventually people are going to get mad that Wraith is always sending Thomas in his place. And it's so disrespectful, but we're starting to learn. It's like, well, first of all, he only has the one son to send in his place. He's killed off the other sons. And, oh, he's been getting weaker in the last few years. He can't show up to shindigs on his own because people might then notice that he's getting weaker. Well, I get, well. It's this different power play of like, no, I'm so powerful and important that I'm not even going to dine coming to your thing. Dania. He win. It's a win-win for, for Lord Wraith because like if, if Thomas dies anyways, like because he right? sent him. Well, oh, well, that, that solves one thing. Well, exactly. And I think, again, in the couple of situations that we've met him as I think I said sort of then too is that right because you're like people are going to get pissed off and I'm like Wraith doesn't care he's being insulting like that is not an issue for him that half of it he's but I like, think even events that he would normally go and be like yeah sure fine I'll go be a king at your dumb bullshit he's like yeah I can't actually let other people see me in case they notice I'm weak so yeah I'm not going at all anyway but I don't know because that's the thing is we don't know like yeah Thomas is like he's been losing it but that's the whole point is that we don't know exactly how how weak that week is you know what I mean like is well, clearly of- when you're like kiss of death week yeah or k- k- kiss of death strong your weakness <laughs> is still not weak right yeah well and that's the thing right is it just to the point that I no longer need to make these obvious displays because everybody knows now right so yeah it starts building that intrigue that that seed of doubt that is it you know because you just don't need to or because you can't and who wants to be the first to test that theory you go shake hands with me. You go shake hands with me. You know, like, I want to know, but I don't want to be the one to find out. You know, like Thomas says that he doesn't really know what to do, but Harry thinks he he knows. Harry's a detective. God damn it, internet or not, we'll figure this out, and now we can figure it out together. Right, and what a cute moment at the end, like. 
he pulls Thomas to his feet and then acknowledges him as a brother. Like, even if it's a, not directly to him, he's like, he took it and I drew my brother to his feet. Yeah, exactly, Rage. Well, I'm not thinking clearly, neither am I. I don't know what to do. I do <laughs> offer that symbolic, metaphorical, literal Acceptance. hand of friendship, brotherhood, acceptance. Yeah, the whole. That was a thing. It's a doozy. It's, it's, you know, I, and I know Tanzan is somebody who reads all the books basically brand new. I don't think you forgot that Thomas was Harry's brother, right? No. no. That's a well-known fact. Among all the fans, people don't really forget that one. Yeah. So it's hard to think of just the oomph moment now, having, you know, well, like been aware of this series for a decade or longer, or however long it's been. Definitely forgot about the soul gaze. It was like, oh. Yeah, the, the details of how they confirmed <laughs> what went down. But yeah, again, same thing, right? Like, I, I'm like, I don't remember my exact reaction the first time I read that, you know? Like, yeah. I'll but, make a mic drop. I, right. I, it's yeah. hard to remember the exactly just how crazy it was, but it is very crazy, actually, like, having come one, through this one first three. Other, yeah, it makes an impact of some very kind dramatic. or another when you, yeah. Because like I say, you know, while I might have felt there was like some, I'm like, I do not think that I necessarily was like, oh, yeah, they're totally brought. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that. I was like, there's something going to be a thing, but. It's really become a fantasy novel now because fantasy novels and when you've got to start drawing the family tree and it's crossing over and you're like, but this person's like a brother to that person. That person's also a sister to this person. That sister's like related to this person. And they were married over here. Like, okay, we're finally a fantasy novel. The, the family lines aren't easy anymore. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what makes it the truth? <laughs> Like less hard boiled, more fairy. <laughs> when you're trying, well, I mean, actually, Monte Cristo is not really a fantasy novel either. But I had to look up the family lines for that one, and it crisscrosses like 45 times, and I was like, I'm so lost. And then Game of Thrones, I had to look oh, up for that God. one. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And the annoying thing about most both Monte Cristo and Game of Thrones is that everyone's got like 15 titles, and like right. they change their names. Well, what was and it in the books and in, in, in Game of Thrones? Like, there's over over 2,000 names in them. It's like, stupid. Something like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. How do you but, even think of that many names? So yeah, so this is. Is just like let's muddy the waters. Okay? Uh, the problem is you don't. You have sixteen thousand Johns, and then the reader trying to keep them all straight. <laughs> John the first, John the second, John Snow, John had John the beheader, and John the beheaded, and John the, <laughs> the fuck. Wait, I thought it was this guy. Oh shit, no, we're talking about his uncle. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm basically me. I always see Game of Thrones, and it's like I can't believe like these were the three most badass siblings in the series, and I was like they were siblings. <laughs> Because one was in Westeros and one was in, like, I don't know, any other place in Game of Thrones. There's so many names to keep track of. But there's literally sometimes when I was like, they're related. They're father and son. They're cousins. I, there was so many times. Yeah, like, right. they, I didn't they even were also map. brother and sister, not husband and wife. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that one. They made that one very obvious. <laughs> no one was forgetting that one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yes. Exactly the Wraiths and the Dresdens are connected. It's crazy. What? <laughs> but just in one line. Only in one way. Only sort of. Technically, the race and the Dresdens are related. The LaFays. and the ra- yeah. yeah. Anyways, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The thick plotting. This concludes our episode 12.15, The Gift of Insight. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellis.ca. There we have links to other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Thunder by it at your own risk. Thank you.